From New Orleans, Louisiana, it's Empirical's PowerTech Podcast. This is the place where we talk about bringing technology to the power industry. Our goal is to educate you on the most popular trends, bring you actionable strategies from industry thought leaders, and help you make sure your utility is prepared for the future. I'm your host, Matthew Sachs, president of Empirical, former utility engineer and power industry advocate. The power grid of today is experiencing uses and applications that weren't envisioned as the grid was originally designed and built over the course of the last 100 plus years. Due to new technologies in the generation and use of electricity, it's clear that we need new ideas on how to design and operate the grid to optimize its benefits to society because of these changes. Some of those new ideas center around what might be the essence of grid infrastructure, namely maximizing the ability of the grid to transfer power. And that is the subject of today's episode. Michael Longoria is currently Senior Director of Customer Solutions with SmartWires. In this role, he leads the Customer Solutions team for North and South America. Michael and his solutioning team work with utilities to identify applications of SmartWires solutions that solve key challenges and deliver compelling value. Michael has been with SmartWires since early 2016, and in that time has seen SmartWires grow and their smart valve technology mature into a solution that is solving long-term and operational grid challenges throughout the world. Prior to SmartWires, Michael was with Encore Electric Delivery in Texas, starting his career as an engineer in transmission station design, followed by various roles in transmission planning. Michael had responsibility for several major transmission planning areas, including the notorious West Texas region that was, and still is, experiencing rapid renewables and demand growth. Michael is a registered professional engineer in Texas and received his Bachelor's of Science degree in Electrical Engineering from Texas A&M University and a Master's in Business Administration from Texas Christian University. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Given the ever-changing landscape of the electric power grid and considering the impact of integrating renewables, uh, the growth of distributed resources, and increasing regulatory pressure, Efficiently utilizing the existing grid infrastructure is obviously a key concern for transmission and distribution system owners and operators. Can you kind of give us a brief overview of the SmartWire's power flow control technology and kind of describe for us just what really is the core problem that SmartWire's is attempting to solve? Of course. So we are we're seeing a number of trends in the industry that's really pushing utilities towards a need for more flexible grid solutions. Uh, the first of these trends is, is rapidly changing generation. We're, we're seeing this continued shift towards intermittent resources uh, that's resulting in a very complex set of changing grid conditions. Uh, we're seeing um, you know, this greater progress towards offshore resulting in changes in, in power flows coming on the system, very large amounts of power coming, uh, being injected into points uh, of the system that, that really hadn't been built for, uh, for, for generation uh, to be interconnected. Uh, in addition to, to this change in generation, we're also seeing uh, this change in, in unpredictability in, in future loads. You're seeing that driven a lot by electrification of, of transportation and heating, uh, the shift towards uh, distributed energy resources. Uh, both of these have been increasing. However, the magnitude and, and the duration that their future trajectory uh, has is, is really hard to pinpoint. It's resulting in major challenges in anticipating the transmission infrastructure requirements uh, for the grid. And of course, another trend that, that I think we've all been seeing is the steadily increasing difficulty in, in permitting uh, to result 
years of delays to transmission projects, uh, having impacts on the grid from from reliability to to, uh, to economics in the market. And so there's there's a lot of approaches that that utilities are taking to address these challenges. Uh, you know, various technologies, various different um, different ways of of uh, addressing problems on the grid. Uh, but smart wires, what we do is we focus on helping utilities to utilize their existing grid more efficiently. Uh, so we do this through offering uh, modular power flow control solutions that balance flows on the grid to solve reliability problems uh, and increase transfer capacity by increasing the uh, utilization of existing assets. Uh, so SmartWire's core offering is a single phase modular static synchronous series compensator. Uh, so what it does is it injects a leading or lagging voltage in quadrature with uh, the line current and it's providing the functionality of, of a series capacitor or a series reactor. Uh, however, it, it does this without the negative characteristics uh, that, that you would see with those, such as subsynchronous uh, resonance or constant bar consumption. And then what makes the SmartWars offering uh, very useful and unique is, is our modular design. Uh, so this modular design enables utilities to, uh, to design, procure, and install needed power flow control solutions very quickly and without complexity that, that you find with similar technologies. Uh, and with this modular design, you're able to quickly, very, very rapidly scale up or down solutions system conditions as generation changes, as load changes. Uh, you're able to add or remove devices. Uh, and because they're voltage agnostic being installed in series with the line, you can then move them, redeploy them throughout the system. Uh, so utilities are really able to fully utilize their power flow control investment uh, that they made on day one and, and utilize that throughout the life of the asset uh, as power flows continue to change and 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 grid scenarios come up that that were unanticipated. Uh, so really throughout uh, throughout our engagement on projects with utilities in in the Americas, Europe, and Australia, uh, it's clear that through operating grids more efficiently, uh, utilities can achieve many gigawatts of additional uh, of additional power transfer uh, across their system. Well, certainly that's uh, pretty fascinating, and and I like that idea about permitting being a, a problem to be solved. That's certainly something we've come across in in our business in a lot of applications. Uh, let's dig a little more into that renewables because I think that gets so much attention, and and even with the public. Uh, they are aware of whether it's state mandates or other attempts to uh, see and, and bring about some of that change on the generation side. Can you explain more about how renewables in particular cause these variations in the grid that can make it more difficult to manage on a daily basis and, and how smart wires helps overcome that? Of course. So I can, I can do that through talking through an example of a project we're working on with a utility in Australia. Uh, so in this situation, there's uh, there's two large wind farms that they are trying to do primarily export power between the state that they're in and, and an adjacent state, and and there's a a number of transmission lines in between that that form the interface between the two states. Uh, and um, even though these two wind farms are are electrically very close, just one one line separates them. It's a very long line. They're very physically distant, and as a result, they experience very different wind profiles throughout the day. Uh, so, you know, one can be full output while the other one is uh, is is not not outputting any megawatts at all. 
uh, and vice versa and anywhere in between. And those variations can cause very unpredictable flows across the lines of this interface. And depending on what the, the uh, output of these wind farms is, you might have one or more of these lines being constrained, uh, limiting the export of wind into that adjacent state. Uh, so really the utility is kind of forced with, you know, do I have to upgrade all of these lines? Because any of these lines could be a constraint. Uh, but they engaged with us on some collaborative studies. Uh, what they did is they identified that really by adjusting reactances in real time on, on these lines, they can optimize the power flows across each of these lines uh, based on the the given uh, conditions of the grid and based on the, the wind profiles that they're experiencing that day. Uh, and by, by optimizing those power flows, really maximizing power transfer across this interface. Uh, so an installation they're looking at for next year will produce uh, around uh, 40 megawatts of additional power transfer. Uh, and then around 200 megawatts of additional transfer can be achieved through three additional deployments on the other lines of this interface. Uh, so the utility uh, would not have been able to uh, cost effectively increase these transfers uh, by uh, uh, more traditional uh, approaches and certainly not as quickly as they could with with our solution. Well, in a, in a case like that or others, what degree scale of improvement is possible? Is, are we talking just a few percentage points here and there, or is it a much more massive scale that allows them to to improve that transfer capacity? Yeah, so in, in this case, especially getting up to the, to the 200 megawatts, it's, it's a very, very significant number for them. It's, it's going to produce uh, a lot of uh, increased flow between the states and, and increased, uh, um, uh, increased utilization of, of their renewable capacity. Uh, so very significant for them in this case. And we're seeing that elsewhere. And really, I guess to start from the beginning, those familiar with, with smart wires know that we have kind of a humble beginnings. And similarly, we had a humble system impact. Uh, but over these past few years, the industry has really driven smart wires to continue the development of our modular power flow control solutions to become much more impactful. Uh, so, you know, the industry has really large challenges and, and we need solutions that, that can match them. And, and our, uh, our, our current offering is, is able to provide that large impact. Uh, we're working on uh, projects that are increasing the, utilizations, uh, the utilization of lines by 30 to, to 40 percent uh, through using one or multiple uh, deployments. In uh, Latin America and Europe, we're enabling gigawatts of additional uh, interregional power transfers uh, through, through major corridors. Uh, we, we're increasing the individual renewable farms by hundreds of megawatts. Uh, and really across so many different use cases we are, uh, that we're engaging on, we're resulting in hundreds of millions of dollars in savings for ratepayers. Uh, so we're seeing a, a very large impact that that we can provide. And, and like I said, the industry has really pushed us to, to up our game and, and provide solutions that can help them solve these large challenges. Certainly so. And, and I can see where transmission planners would really be excited to have this power flow control capability on their system. Kind of thinking about that example and, and others, are there additional considerations or justifications, scenarios that that a utility should consider when they're they're pondering this question. Yes, yeah, so let me let me provide another example. This one's similar in that it's providing powerful control solution. However, it does differ in that it's more of a temporary solution meant to address operational issues. Uh, so we're working with uh, a a an American utility 
that has been needing to complete a reconductor that's necessary for adding 450 megawatts of critically needed transfer capacity. They've been struggling to complete this project for over seven years, and this is due to challenges around obtaining a, uh, a sufficient outage window that they need to complete the reconductor. Uh, they're just not able to reliably uh, secure the outage. They, they did identify an option uh, that there's a nearby generator that they could pay, you know, reliability must run payments for that generator to run um, and, and enable that outage, but they would be paying over $10 million over the course of just six months uh, in order to, to have these uh, to have that generator running. Uh, so very large, very large dollars and um, uh, over a small time and and just not the most uh, uh, prudent solution to the problem. So they identified uh, that uh, instead they could use modular power flow control solutions uh, to to redirect the flows and secure that outage. And, and what we can do is install these on mobile units that literally just drive up to the station can be connected in, uh, and then it it operates to to redirect these flows, secure the outage during the time when the reconduction is to be completed, about six months, and then once it's complete, they disconnect it and drive it elsewhere on the system. Uh, so it's a way that they can utilize uh, this power flow control uh, technology to address operational issues, and it can be done for for planned projects like these, uh, more emergent outage issues. Uh, just kind of driving our devices around the system to to solve these challenges. Uh, so that's that's um, that's another example. And there's really a lot of a lot of other use cases uh, that that we've been working on with utilities. Uh, a few others that come to mind um, is uh, is utilizing uh, modular power flow control to reduce the transmission upgrade costs and lead time associated with interconnecting new renewables. Uh, for existing renewables, we are seeing that they, they can be used to resolve constraints uh, to reduce congestion or, or curtailment. Uh, they're even being used to augment new transmission build, uh, increasing the utilization of that new asset from day one, really maximizing the impact to the system of, of that investment in, in new transmission. And in many cases, our solutions are being used to, uh, to avoid transmission projects that would have been difficult to approve or complete in a timely manner due to disruption to the environment or communities. We're seeing so much of the timelines and approvals for projects being driven by the the impact to to the environment and communities and, and pushback that you get. Um, and by instead just installing a solution within the station, you're avoiding those type of impacts and, and make a much clearer path towards solving a problem. And really, there's there's many others that come to mind. We can provide stability support. We can help to optimize energy storage. We can facilitate the connection of large loads to the grid, uh, and and probably even more that that I'm not thinking of. And and really, we, we recognize that utilities, uh, you know, they have all these challenges. They have these traditional sets of of solutions of, of how they would approach it, and they haven't had the opportunity to implement a modular powerful control technology into their toolkit. They have a lot of questions around the modeling, installation, operation of these solutions. And so SmartWires has assembled a team of really world-class engineers that can help answer questions, guide on effective approaches to integrating modular powerful control into their planning studies uh, and their, their analysis and, and their processes. 
uh, and can even support utilities in running some of those studies. We have a very experienced transmission planning team. So really, our, our goal is to partner with our clients to help them achieve uh, their strategic goals for our for their transmission system. That's kind of a, a question I was going to, uh, picturing them, you know, maybe identifying a particular constraint in their network or, or some other things they're trying to resolve and and just kind of sitting around thinking, how do they even start? So it sounds like once they've identified uh, a particular problem, it's working with your team then that will help them to analyze the, the key criteria that they need to address. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, we're working with uh, many of the largest utilities uh, globally, uh, working very closely with their team. Uh, of course, their their depth of knowledge in, in their system and their challenges, and, and we're able to augment that with, with our knowledge of the, the full uh, the full range of capabilities and functionality of, of our solutions, uh, often able to find some really uh, compelling uh, and valuable projects. Well, just out of curiosity in kind of the, what I'll call, as you referenced, the, the kind of drive up modular installation solution, how long are we talking for something like that to be affected? Yes, so uh, literally it can drive up into a station uh, and uh, can be interconnected and commissioned within a day. Generally, there's some you know some thought and pre-work needs to go into it ahead of time uh, to to ensure that uh, that everyone knows what they they want to do and and how to connect it within the station. But literally driving it in and having it uh, in service within a day is uh, extremely feasible, and we're seeing that with with several of the projects we're looking at. Well, I have to say, um, from what I've heard today, I, I think it's rare in our grid designs that there's a solution that's kind of modular or incremental in nature like this, but that can also be scaled up to to be so large. And I think it it's a fantastic technology that's going to maximize the existing investment in an asset. And uh, for so many problems that you've touched on, uh, from speed of install to permitting issues, um, the variability renewables, I mean, so many of them that it's solving uh, that I, I think this is uh, pretty fantastic and, and quite innovative. Any final thoughts as we wrap up today's episode? Yes, yeah, so I would say uh, integrating integrating renewables uh, will certainly require new and upgraded transmission infrastructure. There, there's so many renewables coming onto the system, you have offshore, um, you know, it's going to require additional transmission assets. However, the existing grid has a lot of untapped capacity that can help utilities move towards their region's renewable integration targets very quickly, very cost effectively. Uh, and, um, and I really want to encourage utility system operators to consider their existing assets and how can they improve that utilization of their, uh, of the existing grid. Uh, so that way they can uh, very rapidly uh, help to, uh, solve reliability and economic challenges that come from integrating renewables, that come from changes in uh, changes in load, change, other uh, other challenges of the system. Uh, we we really have been seeing utilities uh, and system operators that embrace that are, are finding ways of, of of adding value to their system, adding value to their prior investments on the grid, making it more reliable, making it more efficient, uh, and doing so without uh, uh, significant increases to to ratepayers. Uh, I'm sure there are are those that would like to learn more about modular power flow con control solutions. Uh, they can find more information on our website, smartwires.com. On the site, we have a number of papers and reports published through institutions such as Seagray, uh, uh, EPRI, the World Economic Forum, and, and several others. 
They can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. We provide regular updates there on on uh, the company, our products. Um, and, um, and uh, of course, anyone's welcome to reach out to me and, and to get uh, more information. Uh, but I do want to thank you, Matthew, for having me. It's been a, a pleasure to be part of your program. Sure. I, I would have to agree that any solution like this that uh, takes a, some of the pressures on these utility engineers as they see either mandates or other ways of integrating new renewables, but that also satisfies the needs of the customers, the ratepayers, and also the regulators has to be uh, kind of a win for everybody involved. So, Michael, I can't thank you enough for being on the show and talking more about uh, this innovative technology and its applications for the grid of the future. Thank you. Factors like the shifting landscape of generation toward renewables and their inherent variability in output, the injection of these new sources at points not designed for them, changes in loads due to electrification, and even long and arduous permitting for utility capital projects are demanding innovative solutions for meeting grid expectations. Smart power flow control technology can dramatically improve the grid's transfer capacity with minimal additions to the existing infrastructure. Solutions can be implemented within a day, are modular, and can be scaled to pretty significant levels. Large and long lead time capital projects can be deferred or even eliminated along with their accompanying efforts at right-of-way acquisition and permitting. Doing so optimizes the investment in the grid by improving the throughput of existing assets, solving a technical need for utilities that should also be met with enthusiastic approval by customers and regulators. Well, that about wraps up this edition of the PowerTech Podcast. If you haven't yet, please log in to wherever you subscribe to the podcast and both rate this show and leave a comment as that really helps new subscribers in the power industry to find us. Also, for more free insights on bringing technology to the power industry, make sure to visit Empirical.com. We post free white papers, articles, and all of our previous podcasts there. Plus, you can register for a free 3D strategy planning session call with one of our 3D planning specialists. Again, you can do all of that and much more at Empirical.com. Please stay tuned and join us for the next episode of the PowerTech Podcast. And until next time, keep engineering powerful solutions.